0: God willing, you liked the uh, last week's podcast with Radhanath Swami, And um, I got really interested in uh, so, to listen to some of his other talks. And I listened to a talk he gave in Cambridge in November 2014. And uh, in his talk, he gave a story of someone in India that I guess is pretty well known there, but I've never heard of her before. And uh, her name is uh, Mi Sindhutai Sapkal. And she has the most amazing story. And apparently, they made a movie uh, about her life, um, and it's in Hindi. And God willing, I'm going to see if I can try to find it in English. Uh, but and she has a number of talks, but again, they're all in Hindi. So I couldn't find anything directly from her. But uh, what I've done instead is I wanted to share Radhanaswamy's uh, uh, talk about her story. And I think there's something really powerful about a story, especially, obviously, the ones that are uh, true, that are based on uh, real events. Um, Because, you know, in the podcast and just in general, we we go over a lot of facts. Uh, We talk about, you know, statistics and different facts and scientific evidence and this and that. And something about that just doesn't resonate as well. I mean, you can hear a fact. And then immediately forget it. I mean, you think about how many times you heard, you know, you get introduced to someone, you get their name, and then two seconds later, you forget, you know, what was that person's name? But there's something about a story that you can hear once, and it can resonate with you for your entire life. And the story of uh, uh is one of these that I don't think I will ever forget. Um, and it just shows so much power and so much uh, courage. And um it reminds me a lot of kind of the stories that we hear in the Quran in the history of say Joseph, uh, or David, um, or even you know, Prophet Muhammad, and how it's possible that through such adversity, something so miraculous and so uh empowering can take place. And um this is the podcast, uh so in this podcast, God willing, we're gonna uh, listen to uh Radhanath tell the story of uh me, Sindhutai, uh Sapkal and anyone who um has any more information about this individual or might have something uh, that's been translated directly from her? Uh, I would love to be able to have access to that. Um, so if you can, feel free to send the note over to crontalk at gmail.com or on Twitter at talkron. And uh, without further ado, here's uh, uh, Randanath Swami uh, telling the story of me, Sindhutai uh, Sakal.
1: I heard of one lady. It was International Women's Day in India, just a couple years ago. And one person who attended this event in Mumbai told me about the speech of a particular person. In the audience were politicians, entrepreneurs, industrialists, business people, professors, doctors, lawyers. And she was the keynote speaker. She was just wearing a simple little sari. She's about 63 years old at the time. Her name was Sindhutai. She told the story of her life. As she was speaking, everyone was weeping. In brief summary, she was born in a poverty-stricken village in maharashtra or maharashtra india she never really had any education when she was a little girl and wanted to go to school her family made her take care of the buffaloes when she was 8 years old she was married I think actually she was nine years old. She was married to a man who was about 30. By the time she was 19, she had three sons and she was pregnant. A mafia type of person who was exploiting the people of the village was especially making, forcing the women of the village to work really hard and paying them practically nothing. And everyone was afraid. But Sindutai told the local collector who was overseeing the police. And that person was stopped from what he was doing. But he was so angry. He went and told Sindutai's husband. A lie. He said, you are such a fool. Your wife is having affairs with so many men. In fact, the child that is within her womb is my child, not yours. I've been having sex with her. If you don't kill the child and kill her, I will kill you. So the husband, the girl's 19 years old, he kicked her in the chest, not in the chest, in the stomach, repeatedly to kill her and the child. She laid unconscious. He thought she was dead. So he dragged her to a cow shed where a whole herd of cows were being kept thinking that people will feel that the cows just trampled her and that's how she died. So she laid there unconscious. And when she woke up, she said, she found one cow standing right above her, protecting her. There were all these buffaloes and oxen and cows walking and they would have certainly trampled her. But this cow was keeping everything away from her. And even when the in-laws came to make sure she was dead, the cow chased them away with their horns and stood over her. She came to consciousness and gave birth to a baby girl under the cow. And she said she took a rock and cut her umbilical cord. It took about twenty slices to get free from it. And for hours and hours, the cow protected. And Sindhu Tai, when she got enough strength, she embraced the cow, and promised, "As you protected me when I was in great need." I will protect others who are in need. It's a long story, but no one would have her back. Her own family rejected her, her biological family, because according to their tradition, once you're married, you could never come back home. A foolish tradition, as many are these days. In order to not be exploited, she was sleeping in a crematorium with her little baby child. And she would collect wheat that people would put around the dead bodies, and she'd mix it with water and cook it on the, dead, on the fires of the dead corpses. It became such a depressing life for her. She decided, I don't want my child to live like this. So she was going to commit suicide. She went to a railway track with her child in her arms and laid waiting for the train to crush them. But as she was laying there, she heard someone crying in anguish. So she got up and she found an old man who was crying out. He was crippled. He was very, very invalid. He was crying for some food and water. So she went and begged and got him food and water. And she was thinking, that old man was the voice of God. She said, was telling me that I had a higher purpose in life than to commit suicide. I have something to do, something to contribute to this world. But then later in the day, she was sitting in a field, wondering, what am I going to do? I have nothing. I have no one. How can I help anyone? She was under a tree, and she saw that there was a branch of the tree that a woodsman with an axe had violently cut. The branch was just hanging by a single string. But that branch was giving her and her child shade. So she was thinking, this is the answer. However much I have been beaten down, Still, I could do something for others. So she started going and finding homeless, abandoned, orphaned children. And she became their mother, taking care of them. Somehow or other, she learned how to sing really nice and she begged with her singing and she provided for them and somehow or other kept them safe. After some time, people saw what a difference she was making to so many people that they built an orphanage for her. Over the years, she said, she's had about 1,500 children, over a 1,000 grandchildren. And she's made a tremendous difference in her life. All of her children have a great education. Many are doctors and lawyers and farmers. Something she never had. She's won so many awards internationally for her accomplishments. But then she explained... What the most meaningful and fulfilling thing she ever did in life. Years and years later, after the president of India gave her awards and governors of states and international awards, this really old man came to her orphanage. He was starving. He was sick. He was homeless. He was asking for shelter. After a few minutes, she recognized this was her ex-husband, the person who tried to murder her maliciously. She said to him, When you left me to die, I was homeless in rags. Now you're homeless in rags, and I have a nice place with so many people. She said the most meaningful thing in her life is she forgave him. And she said, I will give you shelter, but I'm not your wife. I'm your mother. And when people would visit the orphanage, she would introduce him. This is my eldest son. And sometimes he's very naughty.
0: God willing, you guys like that talk. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is that the name of the talk was, or the subject matter was, How to Have Influence Without Affluence. And it was the inspiration behind the uh, last podcast about finding purpose through humility and confidence in God. And you see the example of Sindhutai, how she had nothing. Uh, I mean, she was... Uh, left for dead. Um, She was uh, at the bottom of society. Uh, Her parents wanted nothing to do with her. Uh, She had nothing, yet she was able to have such amazing influence. And she was able to find her influence by finding her purpose. Um, And once she was able to understand her purpose, uh, all of a sudden everything came to place. And that's how I understand life to be. Once we find our purpose and we're able to serve others, God is going to provide us the the resources and whatever it is that we need in order to be successful. So, inshallah, this serves as a great reminder and a good inspiration. And uh, God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got any comments or questions, hit us up at QuranTalk at gmail.com or on Twitter at TalkQuran. And until next time, peace and God bless.